The lives and trials of a young single woman and her friends, both at work and at home. It's Mary Tyler Moore, y'all. Hello again, everybody. Here we are with another episode of First and Last. This week, we are going to take a dip into the past. Do you have your DeLoreans uh, hitting at 8 miles per hour? Yeah. Do you have 1.21 gigawatts? Yeah. Because we are going back to the 19th, well, To watch a taxi. <laughs> no taxi. I wish. Oh, you know, what, damn it! Why didn't you do taxi? Because we've seen way too much of the show. Yeah. I was just making a uh, Christopher Lloyd reference. Uh, the, the great Christopher Lloyd. So, television shows in the '60s. When I was in the '80s watching these shows, I never watched yeah. Mary Tyler Moore because I don't think it was like a heavy syndicated show at the time. But I remember thinking how like old these shows were, like watching and thinking, "Yeah, god damn!" And now, like The Sopranos is that old? Now. Right. And actually, I guess that's, I'm saying the 60s. This was actually it started in 1970, so it's a 70s. Oh, okay, yeah. But don't get the don't get the 70s heads on us. Yeah. Don't get the internet the 70s. <laughs> yeah, you keep your gang out of here. Don't get the 70s TV that, Reddit all over this place. That 70s game. <laughs> I imagine it's pretty much just. Did uh, you know that we're further away from when? That 70s show was on TV than the 70s were. Oh, don't get, get the Daisy Confused thing where when Daisy Confused came out in the 90s, it was only – if it would have came out today, if Daisy Confused came out today, it would be like the year 2000. I think it's something. Like yeah, yeah. I'm making fun of that. Yeah. Because people did it for – there was like a week last year when that 70s show had happened or maybe a couple of years ago and just people wouldn't stop saying it. Like, yeah, I mean that's how time works. Time does work that way. But however – there was a big difference in shows. Not and this show wasn't from the '60s, but shows in the '60s, shows in the '80s. Because well, number one, they were in black and white. Yeah, and that's a huge difference. But this show was not black and white. This show was not black and white. This show was made in 1970. It did have the feeling that you never watch something. That it's like, oh, this is they just started putting things in color. Yeah, it did like, have, there's like a feeling. To it, like, yeah, and it, I mean, it was very like the. I actually really enjoyed the. Oh, by the way, I don't think we've mentioned yet. This week's show, the Mary Tyler oh, Moore Mary show. Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> Let's say that real quickly, and then we can go on our diatribes. But uh, yeah, I, I like watching these shows to kind of see the not necessarily the I guess the style. Like the apartment was very nineteen seventies. It had like the yeah. step down um, for the from the entrance to the living room. Like that's kind of pointless. The whole like two step yeah. step down. That was a big thing, and I remember that being in Mad Men too. But uh, mm, you're right; I didn't notice that. Yeah, that was the that was the style. That was like, uh, and also, so was this where they lived? Correct me if I'm wrong, but this was a house divided into apartments. Is that the? I couldn't tell you. I just know it was an apartment. Yeah. I, I got the impression it was like a high rise apartment built, like a with a lot of apartments in it. In the second or in the finale, for sure that was the thing because they had in the backdrop you could see like the, the oh, Minneapolis yeah. skyline. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I missed something in the beginning, the first episode. For some reason, I felt like it was like a house. There's apartment has apartments a big deal. Yeah, in both episodes, oh, <laughs> especially it, the first episode. Boy, oh boy! <laughs> but it's it's interesting that I was expecting 
Rachel and Monica to come in there and ask for that apartment. Yeah. Is this under <laughs> rent control? Because in New York City, but they were in New York. Although one of the characters was definitely from New York, and she mentioned it. Forget times. about it. <laughs> Forget about it. So shows in the seventies. I know you're a White Shadow fan. White Shadow. What's a couple more? Um, so I I had seen this show not enough to like disqualify it. Um, other seventies shows. Oh man. Uh, Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, I watched Welcome Back, Cotter. I went through that uh, G- whole thing. Welcome Back, Cotter had like a resurgence at some point. I guess it was after Pulp Fiction. It had and, well, like it, it, they put it on. They it was on sy- yeah, shit. it was on syndication yeah. in the nineties for sure. That's how I really ever watched it. Yeah, yeah. Not something in the eighties I watched uh, on repeat. Um, I guess give me a not give me a break. Uh, what's the one with Jimmy Walker? Oh, uh, good times. Good times. What's times. happening? Good times. What's happening? What's uh, happening again? What's, what's happening? Again? <laughs> no. What's, what's, what's happening, happening now? now? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to know what's happening again. We know. Dang, 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 dang. I mean, have we runs. seen too much? What's happened? We should do that show. <laughs> I can. I can definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know the difference shows. between the two. Like, I know there's a what's happening and what's happening now. I don't know. Oh, I can. Well, I can tell. I received it. <laughs> Oh man, what other '70s shows have I seen? Like, um, did you ever watch Chico and the Man? I have. No. The only other thing I know about is Freddie Prince Senior was in it. In it? Yes, and he was. He became a star, him. and he shot himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tough break out there for people who rock it. That '70s sitcom. You, you know what? <laughs> I think <it> Rock and Bullwinkle for sure was. No. Um, Rocky, God, they put sugar in this fucking coffee. God damn it! Well, that's that's one of the garbage. Then. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> or Doc, <Fuck>, man. <laughs> um, I would offer you some of my Keurig machine is broke. That's not hard. I really don't know why. It's the second one I've got where it just stopped working. Like if I put, I put the cup under the spout. I put the K cup into the machine. I close it. I hit brew and then 30 seconds later it just shuts down. You know why it doesn't work? Because you threw it from a second story window like the rest of the white supremacists a few years ago. Uh, that's they, right. Uh, we were so <laughs> mad about it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> remember it happened while Keurig, Keurig like I don't know like didn't defend. They weren't Racist for a second, and all these like white supremacists online no! were like throwing their carrots from like their house. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like uh, breaking your stuff to own the lips type. Fun, stuff. fun times we live in, you know. <laughs> really, really great, it really is a great time. Great. Stephen I... Miller just got COVID. I heard that on the way here. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm praying for him. Yeah, me too. Really, really, uh, prayers. <laughs> I hope that uh, when he's in his coffin with his arms crossed. Um, and, yeah. um, you know, not being able to see uh, darkness for a while, <laughs> that, you know, he'll still be okay. I think uh, I think the evil in him will still be there when he gets out. So There's no more proof that – if you need more proof that there's not a God, uh, David Lee Roth is still alive and Eddie Van Halen back in the day. Oh, we're just dropping news tidbits. Well, sorry, uh, sorry, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, Eddie Van Halen, gone. We are talking about it earlier. That's very much a sliver in time where if you're age 39 to 48 – that matters to you and everyone outside that age range. Just absolutely doesn't have any any clue how important any man that was. Imagine what it would be like if the shaggy haired kid from BT B2K died. I don't even know what the name of that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I, I you looked at me for help. As if, uh, oh yeah, yeah. 
You know, I know BTK. The the South Korean boy band. You know. Oh, okay. No, I thought is that what K-pop is? Yeah. Okay. Are they the same group or B two thousand hip hip hop anonymous? What is? I don't know. I don't know what you're saying right now. I don't know either. Um, Most importantly, Brandon wants Brandon wants everyone to know thoughts and prayers to Stephen Miller. Thoughts and prayers and, out uh, to our dark lord. Let's go Satan and go uh, break your carry. Yeah, please. Don't uh, it's, uh, yesterday was Mike Mitchell's birthday. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Reaching 39, I'm guessing. 40? I don't know where he's I thought about that because they do it today. Yeah, let's guess let's guess his birthday. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put him in the late thirties. I don't really know for sure. I know that uh Weiger was forty recently, so hey oh. to our podcast brethren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we know, we're on the same wavelength there. You guys are uh, my internet was out today, but uh, I listened to Dope Boys when I woke up and that was fun. Internet's still out. And why is that? What uh what happened? Is there a power surge over there in I, the neighborhood? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Charter, what are, you, what are you running with over there? What do you got? Uh, I got a, uh, so Charter's mad that I didn't send them the stuff back from my old house. Mm-hmm. So they, they will literally not hook it up. They want me to go to my old house and ask the guy who lives there now to get my stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Just let me pay you. I, I already yeah. paid them. They already yeah. charged me for it. Plus, how much does the fucking. So they wouldn't do it. I'm like, all right. So I have, uh, what do I have? I have ATT. Don't they have fiber in the city now? I don't know. I know my internet is good, and this is I'm not like I think AT and T is a fiber, okay. which is better. It's fifty bucks a month. I hardly ever have problems, so I'm not complaining. It's a long day, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so I had I've had Spectrum for quite a while now. I just yeah. I don't feel like changing. It's fine, whatever. But I did. I had I go off and on the cable every now and then. Yeah. Last time I had it was about a year ago, and I dropped it. And I'm not going to kid you. Three months ago, a guy knocks on my door. He was knocking on the door, just a random guy wearing street clothes, like not wearing any kind of uniform or anything that says like charter on yeah. it. <laughs> he's just like, hey, uh, looking for Brandon? And I was like, you got him. <laughs> and he was like, uh, just here. And he's like looking at notes and he's like, it looks like you have a couple cable boxes from charter. And he's like, at, like asking it in a way that like he wasn't sure. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I got some. He's like, oh, yeah, I got I'm supposed to get those. I was like, whoa, this, this doesn't sh- feel right, but I'm going to give them to you because, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I gave the guy my two cable boxes that have just been sitting around my house for the past 10 months. And no he was shit. like, yeah, thanks. So, like, I don't know if he was, like, some kind of a collector or. Wow. I mean, I what's, uh, God, dude. I gave them to him. He took them, and uh, I haven't heard nothing about it. Did Ray, did Ronald Reagan come to these people in the middle of the night in their dreams and be like, "You got, we got to get this stuff that people are leaving at their house." Like it's a very we need the stuff. Like you had the money for it. Like <laughs> what a weird. Like, they're just gonna do shit. Also, I remember right? when I canceled, I asked them, I "Was like, where should I take the cable boxes?" Oh, they me? always make this real easy. Yeah, they always make it very convenient. <laughs> like uh, go to go to Vandalia. Go to fucking Vandalia between four and nine on a Thursday. What you, you gotta can... do is you gotta go to Hillsborough <laughs> office. If it's not open, just make yeah. a left. Go around back. You're not gonna go. You ask for Johnny. If Johnny's not there, you go to Victor's house. It doesn't matter. I got my like. A, they told me they're like it doesn't matter. You don't have to get. You don't have to do it with the boxes. And then ten months later, this guy just shows up. Poor guy. In collects. At least he's getting. Uh, I'm sure he's getting paid very handsomely and has great health insurance. Yeah, it didn't seem like. God, he has to walk to people's houses to see if they have boxes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Christ. September 19th, 1970. Mm, is where we're never at. forget. Mary Tyler September Moore. September 19th. 
coming up. Yeah, it was eight, a great eight days, rough it eight was, days. Uh, <laughs> it was eight years and one day before I was born. Um, Mary Tyler Moore coming off a lot of steam from the Dick Van Dyke show. She was uh, America's sex pot. Uh, only because she like wore some tight pants a couple times on the show, and everybody was like, "Va va voom. I mean, she looks good. Oh, she's great. She's we have a, so we have a, we'll get into the three actresses, but uh, looking good. People yeah. that we knew as older people who were attractive older people, yeah, and seeing them as younger people. She's she's a very attractive woman. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I love the uh, like the toothy. Grin. When did she leave us in the earthly form? And it was like ten years ago. I want to oh, say what? Or maybe uh, seems unfair. Hold on, I'll I'll tell you specifically. But uh, it was it wasn't that long ago when she passed. That was like two or three years ago. It so. was um, it was 2013, so seven oh, years wow. ago is when she passed away. Um, yeah, she was uh, she was lived to be 80, so she lived a good long. Oh, time. okay, all right. But um, Eddie Van Halen like, named his son Wolfgang. Wolfgang, by yeah. I mean, what a fan. fucking stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was a big uh, for a while. He, Put him in the band. Everyone's like, "I can't wait oh, to put your son in the band." Yeah, rude of, like, what was the guy? There's like, so oh, it was, it, I'm getting into it. His name is Michael Anthony. <laughs> it's like so, Michael Anthony, who's basically the Lars of uh, Van Halen, because he just sucked at his job. It's like there was like a 24 hour like, "I can't wait to put your son in the band," and then collectively everyone was like, "Oh, that guy sucked. Your son's probably better than him." Okay, what's Michael Anthony gonna do? How's he gonna pay his? Michael bills? Anthony. No one's ever not looked like a rock star more than this guy. He's just like a portly. He looks like Bob Golick from Saved by the Bell. The college. I do you one better? I do you one better? He looks like um, the guy who who. <laughs> what is his name? Oh, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a big uh, tugboat vibe tugboat. to uh, yeah. to Michael Anthony. Doo -doo. I mean, he's having fun. He he every, he's having a great time. Van Halen videos in the 80s were like beer commercials. In the jump video, he is just like tongue wagon yeah. full yeah. of cocaine. So, I mean, I hope, hope, I hope the best of Michael Anthony. Uh, I hope he's just right yeah, for him, Sammy Hagar. Right I'm there. sure it is. Yeah. David Lee Ross still doesn't know. Probably. I'm sure not so much for Sammy. I'm sure Sammy's just like, how are my stacks doing? <laughs> uh, right. Sammy seems like a guy that like is, he seems a very sensitive person. I'm not being derogatory. It seems like he takes things to heart. You know what? You're probably, yeah, you're probably right. But I still see him as I feel like his days. He wakes up. He's in, he's barefoot always. Yeah. He just immediately goes to like his stock report. He's like, "Oh, Cabo Wabo up another thirty-five <laughs> points." Like, All right. He found out about coronavirus like six weeks after yeah. everything was locked down. <laughs> so, Mary Tyler Moore. She's coming off a hit TV show with Dick Van Dyke. She's she, it takes a couple of years. She's looking for something to do. Um, oh, this was a couple of years later. It was, uh, uh, yeah, about four years, actually, oh, wow. after uh, the end of the Dick Van Dyke show, which was, I guess, apparently it was a planned, like, they're only going to do five years, and that was it on Dick Van Dyke. It was um, not, uh, god damn, what's the guy's name? Carl Ryder? What's it called? Yeah, it was Carl Ryder. Hmm. Carl Ryder wrote it, and it's about, like, his life as a TV writer. Oh, like, really? this, He's like, this show is five years, and that's it. I've never watched that show. We, we're probably going to do that. I'd like to do that one for yeah. sure, yeah. Oh, I have a good idea for a show later. We'll get to it. All right. After we see somebody specifically. So, Mary Tyler Moore uh, and her husband at the time decide they want to pitch a show. And uh, it's about her as kind of a single woman, which really hadn't been done on TV at that point. Actually, it hadn't. There was no. 
shows that revolved around a single working woman that didn't have kids or didn't have a family or married in any way. Um, this was, so it was a first and, uh, the network bit and in September 19th of 1970, the pilot episode aired, guess what it was titled? Pilot. No. Oh, love is all around. Oh man. Chris is not here. <laughs> love is all around. You know why it was called love is all around? No, I don't. Because that is the name of the theme song. By the way, one of the all-time greatest intros to a sitcom. The theme song is great. The montage is great. Um, it's just a fantastic intro. It's, yeah, it's yeah. iconic. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. They don't do things like that anymore on TV shows. Yeah. They should. They don't. But you don't see it anymore. It was, it's, it was great. So if you have a chance, uh, take a listen to Love is All Around. So the whole premise of the show is that she was engaged to a doctor. Um, we'll get into this fucking guy. Yeah, he shows up a little bit later. Oh, boy. This guy. She, piece of work. Yeah, she's engaged to this guy, sticks by him for years, um, wants to be married because that's what a 20-something woman did in the 60s. They had to be married. And, uh, by the way, she's a 30-year-old person at this point in the show. She's a 30-years-old uh, woman. And... This guy wouldn't commit to her, so she just says, fuck it. I'm leaving. She moves to Minneapolis. I don't, I don't they didn't say where she moved yeah, from. I don't know where they ever did come from. I mean, it could have been far because I mean, it was, was it, Yeah, was it St. Paul? Like, I mean, did she, like, <laughs> move across the river? <laughs> Maybe it was Fargo. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, they, wherever she was with this doctor, she also, was yeah. to start a new life in Minneapolis. Also, I didn't know what Minneapolis was. I had to look it up. Uh, it's actually called 38 to 7ville now. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I love uh, that for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Eagles, first place, huh? First place, Eagles. My Eagles. <laughs> yeah. What a time. Good for them. <laughs> also, apologies on how I had to beat you in fantasy football this week. Oh, first, first place, everybody here. First place. Uh, I, uh, it's a rough go for uh, our first drive. Afro fish fry. Things I mean, don't good. remember where I got that name from. Things are going good for the monorail salesman over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as with your history of fantasy football, I expect the season I will, to be canceled. Right? Yeah. No, I'll make the finals and then lose. We had a we had a league for years and Brandon was terrible at it. Then he got a really good team and we just quit playing. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good track record in fantasy. Uh, uh, there's there's uh, there's things to talk about there, but back to the show. Um, so she's going to a new job in Minneapolis. She's, she's going to the Twin Cities. She doesn't even have a, actually, she doesn't even have a doesn't job. She doesn't have a job. She just needs a place to stay. Yeah. So apparently her old friend, uh, Phyllis, is a landlord of this building, and she's got an apartment opened up. Or does she have an apartment opened up? Like, was yeah. Rhoda? It was Rhoda. For, there was very little exposition. Uh, where there needed to be some, of what yeah. Really, the deal was it was it's hard to figure out what the situation yeah. was. But I, mean, was I didn't care that much because the dialogue was real good. Yeah, I know it was it was a, it was a very snazzy show. Uh, by the way, created by James O. Brooks, who I did um, Taxi and Cheers. Oh, yeah. I think. he did yeah. Taxi. Uh, I don't know about Cheers. I know he did. Uh, he was part of this, a huge part of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. As far as uh, he was a producer and writer, I thought him and James Brooks did Cheers, but maybe not. Oh, uh, let's see. Talk some about yourselves. Ooh. More fantasy football talk. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Cloris Leachman played uh, Phyllis. Phyllis. Yeah. 
James L. Brooks, let's see. He's known for broadcast news, as good as it gets. These are all movies. I'm looking for TV shows. He was a writer on The Simpsons for many years. Uh, Tracy Ullman show, Taxi, uh, Lou Grant, which was a spinoff of this show. Rhoda, which was a spinoff of yeah, this yeah. show. Phyllis, which was a spinoff of this oh, show. Oh, wow. Uh, so he did a lot of work on these spinoffs. Oh, I do not see him on Cheers, unfortunately. But hey, who knows? It could have been. But he made a lot of a lot of good movies later on. Um, is he still with us? Uh, or is he Eddie Van Halen? Who's still apparently still with us? Born in nineteen forty. Do not have a death date, so it looks mm. like James L. Brooks is still kicking it. And good for him. But yeah, he was one of the uh, the shaping. Him and Sam Simon were the two guys that really shaped. Sam Simon, Simon, he's dead. Sam Simon died. Yes. All right. But um, gave his money away. Yeah, he did. He, he was, was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. Actually, was. Um, anyway, I had to finance his wife's uh, poker habit. <laughs> there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of good I'm stuff. I'm a fan I like Jeffrey Tilly. Yeah, there's a lot of good. Uh, Ex-wife. A lot of good stuff from. If you ever read uh, the Simpsons book, it's kind of set up the same way as the Saturday Night Live book and uh, oh, really? the ESPN book. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, that guy doesn't do it though. But uh, yeah, it's just set up with the same like uh, you know stories from everybody that kind of worked on it. First-person stories. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there's a guy named John Schwartzwalder. He's the funniest guy in the world, but he will never do an interview for anybody. He, just oh, wow. he, wrote, he wrote like every classic Simpsons episode no shit. that Conan O'Brien did, right? Anyway, back to this show. So we get introduced to immediately off the bat to Phyllis and her daughter and to Mary herself. Like I said, Mary, 30-year-old single woman. Rhoda is apparently married, but we never do see her husband, uh, who I think is named Lars. They mentioned him. They mentioned him throughout. Yeah. And uh, then the daughter, um, she's just kind of a, I don't know, a brat, I guess. I yeah. She, she's a big fan of Rhoda, who is the other character we meet. Rhoda is, uh, she's, she's laying, laying claim to this apartment. Um, she's a, a tough broad from New York who takes no nonsense. Yeah. This is Valerie Harper. Playing. Valerie Harper. Oh, and uh, Cloris Leachman plays. Cloris Leachman from, we know her from Facts of Life. Yeah. Uh, and then Valerie Harper was in the show, uh, Valerie. She she made the show Valerie, which became Valerie's family, which then became the Hogan family. Yes, because she quit over a contract dispute. Yeah, and so they quit. killed her, they put her in a car wreck. They the did, show, killed, killed her. her off. And then Jason Bateman became the star. Yeah. So. Is um, she still with Valerie Harper? No, she's dead too. I don't know. I think she's Cloris Leachman's still with us. I know at one point all the like the women from this show kind of got together on and, uh, and died. Yeah, I'm like hey, let's all let's all just love a murder <laughs> uh, Valerie Harper died last year. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Rest in yeah. power. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, three funny women, Phyllis and Rhoda, hate each other. Yeah. No real reason given. She just doesn't. I think Phyllis is a kind of an alpha type, and Rhoda kind of rubs yeah. her the wrong way because she's brash. Mary's a pushover. She yeah. even says in this episode, "You're gonna try to something like uh, you're just gonna try to push me over," and then she's like, "Well, uh, you can." Yeah. <laughs> she's just a very nice person, uh, a good character um, all around. But so then there's a. Um, Clearly a trusting person to just move to Minneapolis with no job. And with no job. Apartment. Well, I mean, Phyllis, did, Phyllis hooked her over the apartment. She said, you know, I got, I signed the lease for you. And, uh, Which, uh, wild times. Bold people move. Signed yeah. lease for people. Bold move. Capitalism has always been evil. Don't yeah. underestimate it. Like, what, this is ruining Mary, uh, Mary's credit. Like, uh, so, 
Yeah, um, there's a lot of ant talk that goes on these first few minutes. Um, Mary calls herself Aunt Mary, and then the girl's like, but you're not my aunt. And Phyllis is like, this is true. And then the girl calls Rhoda Aunt Rhoda. And it's all just, there's a lot of ants. I think the girl's name is Bess. Bess. She's real cut up. Yeah. Yeah, she's really, not a good character, actually. Like, she was a good child character. They didn't give her too much to do. They just made her be funny. She was a good part of the pilot for sure. Um, we just established right away that Rhoda is a bit of a bully and Mary's a bit of a pushover. Well, she's still... I, I'm on Rhoda's side of this apartment, though. It seemed like she got it like a legal way, and and, and Phyllis was like, no, yeah. Phyllis just like signed the lease for someone else. Yeah. Which, that does seem know, to be I the case. Know. But she's still living in that building, which is what I don't understand. Yeah, I don't you know. I missed, <laughs> I don't know the whole, maybe I missed like a one sentence in there somewhere where she like lived there but wanted a different apartment. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, bottom line, they're all neighbors. They yeah, all live in this apartment yeah. building together. Um, also, we get some exposition on Mary's uh, relationship. Uh, I guess she dated this guy Bill for two years. Two years. Uh, I. I think they're freak. I know it's the seventies, but they're kind of freaking out. I mean, short amount of time. As a guy who dates one for seven years once, let's give Bill a break. Yeah, until, but, until we meet. Bill. <laughs> I will stop giving Bill a break until we meet him. He was not a great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was different times. It was I guess different so. times. They, I guess so. Rhoda was. Or, uh, women were expected to. Phyllis be, was not having it. No, she was like two years. You and this guy were together, and he never once mentioned marriage. It's like right now, like, I mean, we go. I go ten years. <laughs> 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 but um, no, it's just different different times. Well, also, I don't know if it comes up now or later, but Phyllis uh, wants Mary to get married so she can be miserable just like with yeah, yeah with her. Yeah, yeah. She wants somebody to be miserable in marriage together. Yeah. So uh, I guess this is a good time. Well, not quite yet, I guess. But I was going to mention the the spinoffs. But we have one more character to meet before we can get into the spinoffs. Um, We've established the apartment situation. Mary's in. Rhoda wants to be in the same Also, apartment. you might think we're spending too much time in the apartments. I can't stress this enough. It's we, heavy episode. I mean, we can talk for hours about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll be back in the apartment. <laughs> Don't worry. So Mary answers a classified ad to be a secretary at a news station. So she shows up. Uh, she asks a guy sitting at the desk who I didn't think was going to be a part of the show at all, but turns out he was a big part of the show. Uh, she's just like, hey, I'm, I'm here for the. Uh, I saw Mary. Yeah, okay. I did not know that okay. he was like. Good. I just thought uh, it was like a throwaway character that just had a couple lines. Yeah, I've seen I've seen two episodes. So yeah, I, this was I didn't. Cool. I didn't yeah. know. But anyway, she's she comes up, asks this guy, she's like, I'm here for the secretary job. He's like, position's filled. And she's like, oh well, you know, it says here, and he's like, it's filled. <laughs> yeah, bye, lady. I'm looking for it's fucking yeah. Phil. I'm looking, <laughs> she's like, I'm looking for Mr. Grant, and uh, then. Um, Ed Asner walks by and he's like, "What do you want?" You know, Ed Asner. I don't know if you know who he is. Very gruff old actor. Uh, yeah. Great guy. A lot of range. Yeah. He was in Dead to Me. He played the old man that passed away, and and then and he won it. That's what he yeah. said recently. He's still alive. I'm kidding. Yeah. By the way, Dead to Me, pretty good show. Pretty if you haven't watched it, uh, Linda Cardellini, big fan. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so we're introduced to him, and he's like, "Ugh." He says something along the lines of, oh, this girl in my office doesn't talk to me anyway. And she's like, okay. And Murray, the guy sitting there that she talked to first, like, it's pointless. And he's trying to tell him, like, the job's filled. I don't know why you're doing this. So they go back into his office to talk. And I'm putting this talk in quotation marks right now because 
Turns out Lou Grant is just a hardcore alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wants somebody to daytime drink with him. And Mary uh, specifically asked for a Brandy Alexander, which I don't know if any of you have bartended. But if you have, you know Brandy Alexander is a, it's an ice cream-based drink with brandy in it, which is a pain in the ass to possibly well, they, make. They did a good job setting up that joke. Because yeah. first she's like, I don't really want anything. And she's like, oh, Brandy. Oh, the which, whole? Which I didn't know. I didn't know Brandy Alexander was. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was difficult to yeah. make just by the way they did. Pretty funny. Oh, no, the whole dialogue. And by the way, this is a very well written show. I mean, it's tight. Yeah. The dialogue is so fucking tight. Yeah. The jokes are rapid. And I wish shows were still like that. Yeah. Right? It's I'm, not just, I'm not talking <laughs> about the shows that I normally watch. I'm talking about shows that are popular amongst people now that are, the jokes are so yeah. dumbed down to the point where it's like they have to pause to let people get it yeah, yeah whereas on this show it's just like joke after joke after joke yeah. i mean it was fucking great so lou and mary in the office lou's definitely a soft spot he has at least uh three maybe four glasses of whiskey within a period of uh, five minutes here yeah talking to mary about a job he's like look he's right the guy out there he was right the secretary position is filled he's like but i have another job for you uh, associate producer. She's like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> she gets all excited. He tells her it's uh quite the glow up. Yeah, it was uh it was definitely a, a lower paying job than the secretary job apparently. I think it was like ten bucks an hour or something. It was like ten bucks a week. Oh yeah. That's how they talked about like in terms back then, I guess, like stuff per week. I don't know. But then he then he offers her a producer job, which is even less money. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I think I can only afford to be an associate. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, they've got a great rapport between the two of them. They're both fantastic comedic actors. Yeah. And they're feeding off each other, and it's great. Like, he's asking her questions about her personal life, and she's not answering. But then he asks her another question that's even more personal. So then she'll go back and answer the original question. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. – it was really well well done. Yeah, I don't must say just because it was really good and genuinely, like, made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, you just need to watch it, honestly. Yeah. If you're a fan of, of – sitcoms in general like this is a standard bearer for sure and at one point at the end of it um he gave her the speech about she has spunk yeah which we've seen these we've seen these speeches they're kind of sexy we've seen them in like every like show ever and then he goes i hate spunk yeah it's really good (laughs) i mean this character's great for the most part uh i mean all of all the characters are they they do a good job of conveying what they're supposed to be so then she finds out she gets back home uh finds out that guess what Phil's Bill. Bill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? The doctor who didn't propose to her is coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something about some, uh, Phyllis ordered some furniture that arrived and a real single white female vibes from Phyllis. Yeah, this point. setting up Mary's apartment. Uh, she's like, Bess did it all for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is all you, Phyllis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. She's very, she's, it seems like, okay, so Mary left this guy because he wouldn't propose, but he's showing up. So I guess this is like, they're all very excited about this, that he's going to yeah. be there. So I guess she's still open to things working out, which I feel like once the door is closed, like, just keep it closed. But whatever. Yeah. Who are we to judge? What's a different time? Um, uh, also, just about this apartment, it's roughly... Nine billion square feet. It's like an enormous fucking apartment. Like it, it seems like it's enormous, but still, she sleeps on a pull-out. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, why is she sleeping in the living room? I don't know. There were definitely more rooms. Yeah, 
I don't know. Is it like the room, the the apartment Moesha where it's, yeah. they're like doors, but there are no rooms behind the doors? Probably. There's right. fake doors for sure. <laughs> so um, if you were wondering if Rhoda was still trying to get the apartment, oh, she oh is. yeah, <laughs> she all is. three of them are in the scene. Uh, they all look fantastic too. Like, yeah, I mean, they look women, beautiful women from the seventies. Um, yeah, they, and there's a reason why they had staying power 20, 30 years later. Clarice um, was still doing stuff. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's still active. Like, she was. Who's she in? She I don't know. There's something like a movie that did you see? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna look it up, but um, yeah, she's uh, she's, they're all doing a great job. But Rhoda is. She actually has a locksmith pick the lock. She yeah. gets in. Locksmith's like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> it's like, buddy, it's too late. Like you already, it's already. He's like, take. He's changing the locks for someone that doesn't live there in the middle of like, I don't know about then this. Then he asks her for her ID. She says no, and he just gives her a stern look. And she's yeah. like, what are you doing? He's like, memorizing your face. <laughs> it's like, hey, good for you, I guess. So, um, yeah. Have you had experience with locksmiths? I have. I went through a stage in the Army where I kept locking my keys in my car. I locked my, <laughs> I've had it one time it was a car as well. Yeah. I never had to it at home, but yeah. I did have to have – I locked my keys in my car. And, uh, Only once? Yep, yeah, just once. Motherfucker. I've done at least ten times I've done this. <laughs> no, well, I mean, okay. No, I've locked my keys in my car more than <laughs> once, but I've only had to have a locksmith. Oh, okay, okay. I've, I've been yeah. able to use the coat hanger, the coat hanger oh, yeah. hook trick around, and I've yeah. done that – Probably two, at least yeah. twice. You got cops to it too. Yeah, yeah, they will. They'll come take care of you. If, you if you got the right cop. <laughs> yeah, there are some cops who are like. Fuck. Oh, I yeah, I've had cops come and want like a proof of ownership over it. Like, bro, I don't carry the deed to my yeah, car right. around. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cops. They just run the plates. Yeah. <laughs> Whose name it is? Oh, do you have the deed to the car? Oh. Get out of here. Oh, I had to go to the DMV a couple days. Oh, ago. that place. Woo. <laughs> have you ever heard of this place? You've oh, have you heard? I mean, there's 10,000 ways for me to find out the right forms to bring. I don't bring them, and suddenly it's my fault. <laughs> the DV's fine. I've been there a million times. It's too long. But what, I, I wouldn't want to go now, though, with my COVID. License, though. My license expired on my birthday, and I had to get into one. So I was like, I might Were they wear masks? Oh, yeah. Everybody's okay. Wearing masks. But uh, I was like, I might as well get this real ID since I'm going there anyway. So I'm reading the list of shit you got to bring for the real ID. And it says, uh, like, passport. I check. Got that. Then it says proof of residence. I was like, okay, got that. I took a, uh, like a piece of mail that had my address and name on it. Uh, Social security card. Boom. Nailed it. Like, I'm ready to go. I've got all this stuff. I show up there. And they're like, you got all your stuff if you want a real ID? And I was like, you sure Damn right, I stole my stuff, and they're like, "You gotta have two proofs of residence." I was like, "You fucking." <laughs> Long story short, okay. I didn't get the real ID, but honestly, you don't need it if you have a passport. It's moot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. The whole point of it is to get on planes. If you have a passport, you can get on a plane without it. So yeah. it doesn't matter. There you go. Or if you want to go to a nuclear power plant, so <laughs> if you go to a nuclear power plant, you may need to get a real ID. But otherwise, don't oh, worry about it. Folks. I'm learning all sorts of useless stuff. Rhoda really wants this apartment. Mary is very nice to her in this whole situation. She's like, uh, I think we're becoming good friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're both they both have animosity, but they also both like each other, you can tell. Um, apparently Rhoda lives above her. They don't I don't know if they ever mention this. 
but it does come out later in the episode that Rhoda lives above Mary at this time, which I thought Rhoda was just like a street person. <laughs> I, they, I mean, there's, I complained about exposition a lot. There was no exposition no, in this show. <laughs> like, there was, Rhoda's just showing up out of nowhere. Like, I, I'm fine. Let's, let's let our imaginations run. So, all right, we get a Mary's first day at work. Uh, she shows up. We get introduced to my favorite character in the whole show. The fucking legend. An absolute legend. Ted Knight. <laughs> Ted Knight. Ted Baxter uh, is the character. Ted Baxter's character name. He's playing Judge Smales. Oh, which, you're just being Ted Knight. Just, yeah. Uh, he, he's Judge Smales from Caddyshack, and he is fucking fantastic. I completely forgot he was in this show, so I was oh, yeah. genuinely happy when you see him. I forgot about another person who was in this show. Um, well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Actually, I didn't even know. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know either. Yeah, I didn't either. But yeah, Ted Knight, he's there and he's doing his thing. He doesn't get a whole lot to do in the pilot, which is good. I mean, yeah. I guess for the character, yeah. um, it's good. But he's he shows up and does his thing. He's a, he's a pompous, older news anchor. Like, so Anchorman, like, so Anchorman like, is definitely based. Anchorman is based on this character. Absolutely. Like, now they've said, so I've, like, Anchorman is my favorite comedy of all time. I've heard McKay and Will Ferrell talk about it a lot. They wanted to base it on these insanely ridiculous um, newsmen from the 70s and 80s. But this is literally the Anchorman character. I mean, it is. Like, I they mean, named he's, the dog. He's, Baxter. Yes. Ba- yeah, yeah. They named the dog Baxter in the mood. Yeah. And um, he's just. He has like five lines in the premiere and he. Just kills it. Nice five, five grand slams. Yeah. <laughs> five grand Fantastic. So goddamn good. That seems like his every I I don't want to like do an impression of it because I wouldn't do it justice, but every word uh yeah. Ted Knight says is fucking great. Oh it's it's comedy goal. I mean yeah. he's a he's a great actor yeah. and just nails the part. I don't know what he did. Let's look it up. Let's see what he did before this. Because I really don't know how he came to be before yeah, what this did, show. What are, what are comedic actors like I mean Improv wasn't a thing. There was no Brownlee uh, no or yeah. yeah anything like that. I, he was a comedian, stand-up comic. I don't think. Like, I mean, there really weren't. I, mean, I bet comics. I know like the Smothers Brothers. Like a million people worked on that show. Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, yeah, Got to yeah, start yeah, there. Let's see. Uh, he was in the new Scooby Doo movies. <laughs> okay. Ten- oh. uh, he did the Batman Superman Hour. Wow, no, uh, the Fantastic Voyage. When did Ted Nine leave us? Oh, that had to have been the. Late 80s, let's see. Oh, you think? I don't know. Oh, sure. man. We'll see. 86. He died oh, at, he wow. Died at 62. Oh, man. He, yeah. he was 60. He looked 62 in this show. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, he was probably our age, but looked old as fuck. Uh, he would have been, let's see, 1970 if he died at 86 at 62. That's 48. 48. So, yeah. yeah, he's like seven, eight years older than us. Right. Um. Oh, that's sad. Well, uh, also, well, I was gonna say we should do another show. We should do too close for comfort. I would do too. Would yeah, yeah. Because I, I only know him from the show. And, I know he had a puppet. That's all. I yeah, know. I know he had a puppet. I'm looking through his IMDb. I really don't. I don't see a lot. This was really probably his big breakout. <clears> yeah. Well, he's really fucking great. great. Yeah. <laughs> he is fucking great. He is, and you can see a lot more from the finale. Uh, uh, I'm for you. I uh, pulled a Kristen and watched some extra episodes. Yeah. And uh, he's still fucking great. Yeah. Like, he's fucking fantastic. We meet him. Well, we get to uh, you get more dialogue from Murray, the ball guy that she meets at the very beginning of. He's like the 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 avatar of the people. I base he's like he's like the personal reason in the show. Yeah, kinda. and it, I think he has a lot more. You know, between the, the obviously between the first and last episode, he's got a lot to do with the show. But I think there's some arc there with him. 
Uh, also, he shows us a time when uh, when you went bald and you didn't shave your whole head. Yeah. Where he just had the – Just had the – Lou, too. Lou was uh, pretty yeah. much a bald Oh, I guess head. he was, yeah. But Lou was clearly hanging on. Like, he, yeah. he'd been going bald for like 40 years at that point. Like, So, uh, after her first day at work, she meets Ted and like, kind of gets an understanding of how things are going to work. She She's always called um, – Ted can't pronounce Chicago, and they bust his balls over it. Like he can't pronounce. A very, oh, like yeah, literally he can't pronounce words. That's another thing from Anchorman. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, fantastic job. Uh, Lou, everybody calls him Lou, but Mary, who just constantly through the, through oh, the class, calls Mr. Grant. Mr. Grant. Oh, okay, yeah. Sex is bullshit, but whatever. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> anyway. Um, Mary's back in her apartment uh, after we get that little work scene where we get to meet Ted Knight. Uh, and she's expecting uh, Bill to show up. So she's getting all ready. She's excited for the big appearance of Bill. Knocking the door. She goes and answers the door. And guess who it is? A sauced up Lou. Yeah. How to get her address. <laughs> a different time. A different time. Just going through You can just show up at her hot co-worker's fucking apartment. And she didn't even allude to that. She's like, oh, I get it. Because she didn't know both. We kind of skipped over earlier uh, when she was at work. She was like, I don't really know what to do because she was just sharpening pencils. Yeah, yeah. I, we didn't bring that. Yeah, she's an associate producer. She's never worked in TV or anything. She has no idea. What They're at a TV station. Did you bring that up? <laughs> no, I didn't she, That's where her secretary yeah. was. But, uh, okay. So she asked him, she's like, can you give me something to do? So he shows up at her house later that night and he's drunk. And she's like, I get it now. This is what I was supposed to do to like keep my job. Yeah. Like, she's basically like, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna rape me. Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna rape you. Like, I'm a decent guy, actually. I'm married, uh, and my wife, I love her very much. Because he says, well, he says this. How he says it is, Mary, you got a great caboose. great caboose, and that's when we think, oh, he's just trying to get laid. Yeah. And then he's like, it, but my wife's caboose is better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love her so much. I mean, I, I need to see this caboose. It's better than yeah, right. Tyler Moore. Who's looking? Who's looking great in this scene? Uh, yeah. <laughs> caboose. A great caboose. White men are just so unimaginative. Yeah. Oh, the last yeah. thing on a train? Let's call that a bug. <laughs> I like to ride that train. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's uh, Every guy we went to high school with. Every single one of them. So, <laughs> so he he says he wants to write a letter to his wife who's been gone for, I don't know, maybe a couple days or something? Maybe an hour? Who knows? <laughs> so he sits down at a typewriter and starts typing. And it's at this time when Bill does show up. And he's got a he's got a big bouquet of flowers. Yeah. And then Mary sit down and she's like, Bill, you brought me flowers. <laughs> He's like, ah, don't read the comments. Mary just, Mary just really wants Bill to be a good guy. Oh, she's dying for him to just be the man that she wants him to be and to make the proposal. Yeah. To the point where she's like, you know, arms around the neck, making out with this guy, and like within a couple minutes of him showing up. But first, he gives her a bouquet of flowers, and it's got a, a note attached. And uh, she goes to read the note. He's like, don't, don't, don't read the note. Yeah. Which is, a, you know, surefire. First of all, guy. Take the fucking note the fucking off. He, st- he stole the flowers. He stole the flowers from a patient in the hospital. Yeah. He's a doctor. He promised him some free plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets his bouquet of flowers. Is Trump going to offer, like, so 
for the election. He basically just said, we'll get a stimulus package if we vote for Trump. That's what yeah. just came out. Yeah. What if he just offers us like plastic surgery? <laughs> I mean, what's, we got a month and he's just like, like losing points every day almost. I mean, like, I'll take some liposuction. I'll take, yeah, yeah, I'll take some. I, I would love to go get some. <laughs> go get some. <laughs> like, just imagine bringing bring proof that you voted for Trump <laughs> to get fucking. What a terrible country! Just get to get fucking some lips. If I if I do get like free plastic surgery, like I'm gonna make myself look like those cat ladies. <laughs> Okay, on purpose. Be a great look for you. Thanks, I appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe I'm a mute. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm oh, a mute. He like couldn't breathe. See that video of him trying to breathe? Oh man, <laughs> I would never. You know, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I don't say anything about. I hope he fucking dies. I like. I literally can't fucking wait. <laughs> like, why are people like not wishing him yeah, dead? My sister's like, oh, fuck him. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't I believe saying, I, I can't saying, believe Bernie's tweeting about all oh, we hope they get well soon. Fuck these fucking yeah, people. Yeah, Bernie of all people should just be like, fuck it. That's what I want him to do. Like, I mean, it's been a bad few months for Bernie. I'd understand he's gotta do what he's gotta do, but like yeah. anyway. Uh yeah, Elon Omar though, didn't she's like, no, I'm not saying this shit. Yeah, well, yeah, she I mean fuck she's got a, a good reason to. She's got a lot of death threats and stuff yeah, going yeah. on her own stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh let's get back to Lou. Lou's Lou is Trump typing a letter in the corner when Bill's saying things to Mary that basically he thinks she wants to hear. And again, she's got her arms wrapped around his neck. And while he's saying things, Lou is typing them in the letter. So it's like, uh, you know, Mary, I don't remember exactly what he says, but, you know, for example, like, Mary, you know, I miss you and I love you so much. So he's like, I miss you and love you so much. He's typing. And, uh, Mary's like, says, I think she barely like breezes over marriage. And he's like, oh, here we go with the marriage stuff again. You know, yeah. drop that off me. And uh, just starts freaking out. And she's like, you're a piece of shit. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. She comes to a conclusion right then and there. Yeah. Pretty much the light switch comes on. She's like, this is a waste of my time. See you later, Bill. Uh, have a good life. And he's like, oh, wait, you say goodbye? Like, you don't want me to come around no more? It's like, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he was there for a booty call, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Actually, yeah, okay, that's yeah. fine. Uh, it didn't work out for Bill. Bye, bitch. Um, Bye, it Bill. It definitely worked out for us and for the rest of the viewers of the show because she sticks around in the Atlas. Uh, Lou, by the way, uh, finishes his letter. <laughs> he comes back for a stamp, and uh, he tells her, you know, hey, this guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, Shout out to having uh, stamps on on. On, on hand? Is that like a woman thing? Like, cause I need I got some still. Oh, look at you. you. Know I mean, I what, if I need a stamp, I pretty much have to buy a seven dollar book every single time. But my mom will have stamps. I guess my dad does too, though. It maybe it's an old person thing. I don't know. I keep I keep around just in case. Okay. Anyway, uh, sick brag. Well, I don't mail a lot of shit, but if I need to mail something, I've got the same I I, stamps from like ten years <laughs> ago. You get the forever stamps. You get to go. Anyway. Um, that's an old person move. Always, <laughs> always get the free price. I don't know what a I don't. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, if the stamp price goes up, we need, we need to protect ourselves from stamp inflation. <laughs> I gotcha. It's true. So I mean, it's a weird breakup all around. Uh, why this guy? I don't know. It was weird. The, that the, the final. This guy like wasn't even hot either. Like oh, no, he was some douchebag. Average guy yeah. with a doctor, and she was like, yeah. "I need to get married," and that's just the yeah. way it is in the sixties. Because uh, this was. The beginning of 1970s, so I'm assuming like this is still the 60s culture of things. 
Anyway, Rhoda comes down. She's like, hey, you know, uh, I guess things didn't work out with you and Bill. And she's like, no, how'd you know? She was like, woman's intuition? And she was like, also, your vet goes all the yeah, way up yeah, to my yeah, apartment. Yeah. I was like, that's when I was like, okay, so Rhoda lives. Oh, oh that's right. You're right. You're right, you're right. <laughs> that's how I figured out she yeah. did have a home. It yeah. wasn't just a homeless person. <clears throat> anyway, uh, great all around. So there are three characters in this pilot that end up having shows spun off of this show. Um, it was Rhoda, it was Valley Harper, of course, Leachman's uh, Phyllis, and then Lou Grant. Uh, I had no I, idea that uh, Lou and um, Phyllis had spinoffs. I knew uh, there was a, I knew Rhoda yeah. had one. Yep. Um, wow, what a fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah they, uh, the Lou Grant was actually an hour long like drama. Uh, really? Yeah. And, wow. Uh, Rhoda lasted the longest. We should probably do all these shows. Like, honestly, like, I mean, <laughs> we just have a Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fucking dude. I'm fucking like, I told her. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, yeah. Rhoda, Phyllis, Lou Grant. But uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, no very shit. successful. Um, just a whole franchise, I guess you would call it. I don't know. It wasn't really all, they weren't all exactly related, but James L. Brooks had something to do with all of them. So um, made a shit ton of money, I'm sure. By the way, 20 million people watched the uh, the first episode. Oh, wow. This is a top 10 show for... Immediately? No, not in the first season. Second, third, fourth, fifth, yes. Uh, oh, nice. Six and seven, it started to drop. And they actually, the producers asked the network, they're like, can you cancel the show? Because they didn't want it to get any like negative press because it dropped in the ratings a little bit. Like It just went from like... It was 39 its last season. It was a 39th ring show, which right now would be like, that show stay on the air forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, dropped, and they were like, you know, will you cancel it? Like, they had to ask for it to be canceled. No shit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was the pilot episode. A great episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Best pilot we watched. Yeah, yeah uh, I definitely agree with that. That's why real good. I think this was actually like better. It was just like... Two different shows, but... Yeah, it's hard to compare. Uh, the 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 uh, dialogue is like just a hundred times better than anything we've seen. <laughs> like like, like watching like Arrow, just watching Arrow and Reba compared to this show. It's oh, like, like a fucking like, yeah, it's, it's two different. Or like the mentalists. Like I mean, my god, dude. Yeah. So these were some smart people writing this stuff, and they did a great job. And you know, heads off to them. I mean, they really were. If you ask anybody that's worked in TV, I mean, Tina Fey, she. Based Thirty Rock off of Mary Tyler Moore. I mean, you just you, you, the list goes on and on. And oh yeah, yeah. All these. Yeah, yeah. Anybody would tell you it's a very influential show. Yeah. Um. So it ran for six years. Um. I didn't write down how many episodes, but we'll just say a lot. <laughs> I think it was seven seasons. Like, I feel like it was like twenty-four episodes every single yeah, year. So it'd be like one hundred fifty episodes, one hundred sixty. All right. I mean, I'm right on track with where we've been for almost all the other shows. About yeah. One hundred fifty. Um, God, I mean. Having like, it's just tough to write sitcoms in my like in my opinion. Just having to write twenty four of them a year is like pretty fucking wild. Yeah, I mean most people don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's no shows like that anymore. Like, no. Um, I mean, they like Modern Family and stuff like that. They were, but, but even that, like, at, like at the end, like it. I think it had less. I just I watched uh, Fresh Off the Boat a few yeah. months ago, and like by the end, first of all, they had nothing to write about after a while, and then less. <laughs> The last few seasons were like twelve episodes. Once they tapped out uh, the cattleman's jokes, yeah, pretty much. It just became about uh, the the matriarch of the family. Yeah. 
So the finale, it aired in March of 1977. It was titled The Last Show, uh, because it was the last show. Comes it was the also their last, I will get to it. I was it was, it was their last TV show, too. Yeah, yeah, well, well yeah, they, they do, uh, their newscast gets a little shaken up. But uh, it's, the, it's a new intro, but same song. Uh, kind of a different montage. Mary's a little bit older. Looks like a little bit more streetwise. Has been single for a few years. Yeah. Out doing single shopping. Mm. Uh, still the same song, though. Does the hat toss at the end, just in a different yeah. spot. By the way, there's a statue of that in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. For doing the hat toss. I didn't know that. <clears throat> I knew that. So I did some research on the yeah. show. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> She's still single. Still doing the single thing, for sure. Um and the show opens up, there's a new station owner, and he's on the phone. And Lou's on the phone with him. And uh, you get a feeling that this just isn't going well for one character in particular. Our boy. Our boy, Ted Baxter. Uh, the owner starts asking a lot of questions about Ted, if Lou can vouch for him. And he's like, oh. <laughs> By the way, Mary and Murray, they walk into the office while this conversation's going on. Uh, Mary's got a new, shorter hairdo, very... Uh, you know, feminine power. By the way, like before, I, I I failed to mention, like as far as the pilot goes, like with this show, Mary's biggest obstacle in life is that she's thirty and unmarried. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the biggest problem she has going for her. And a lot of people around her like mention it, like you're yeah, you're not married. I mean, Phyllis like, will not shut up about it. Lou even kind of asked you know, he asked her if she's yeah. married. Oh, like, we forgot to say, like Lou asked why she's single, which yeah. As a person who's off and on dating apps quite a bit, um, the worst question someone can ask you. How do you fucking answer that? Like, should you be offended? Should you not? Like, I just love to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, I don't know. It's like, if someone asks you that question, they're one of those people that's obsessed with gossip. Ha- well, having someone, like, it strikes me when someone asks me that, that's someone that needs to be in a relationship at all times. Yeah. It's like they can't fathom that I don't have to be that way. And yes, yeah, people can be alone and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Which she proves uh, throughout six seasons of the show. But um, anyway, the, like that's her biggest problem in the pilot. Like, like a lot of people are very worried about her status <laughs> as an unmarried thirty-year-old woman. And I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. She proves it uh, right off the bat that she's doing fine. But anyway, so. The whole like intro to the show is that you know it's her off doing her own thing as a single, and uh, she does short a very or sport a very shorter hairdo in this finale that she had originally. She you can tell she's a little bit more of the uh, she's got the independent woman vibe going on. There was I mean this was a time period when women's lib was really starting to take off, and this was a a catalyst um, for a lot of women in the seventies to kind of uh, say, Hey, it's okay to not, to not be married when I'm 22 and just be miserable for the rest of my life. And uh, for better or worse, they I called guess, the saucy seventies. If I remember correctly, yeah. they didn't know one called it that. But well, one thing people remember about the seventies, bell bottoms. Two things people remember about the seventies, saucy. saucy. <laughs> Anyway, remember that uh, Phil Hartman sketch where he just would say "sass" to the camera. <laughs> that was sassy. It right? was like Sass Magazine, but then yeah, like sassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Legend. That was 
I was explaining the unfrozen caveman lore to my son. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that sounds great or like hell. Oh, like trying to explain. No, he got me. I showed. I used to show like I showed him all the. Oh, okay, yeah. Because like, I, yeah. I can't just like yeah, I got to show him clips. And yeah. Like why? It was funny. My my daughter called me up the other day because I was like referencing stuff from the eighties, and she gets it because she's seen like a lot of the movies that yeah. I talk about. She's like, you know, I was in school the other day, and I said something about Back to the Future, and nobody got it but the teacher. <laughs> Was she pissed? I mean, she was like, only, I mean, most people's parents don't make them watch movies. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, she wasn't bad, but she was like, because like, she was just, you know, I get these references because I've seen it, but like, nobody else does. She's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's so goddamn anyway, funny. I'm, I'm not going to make you watch those movies, but I'm going to keep putting them on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway. No one's forcing you to be here. <laughs> well, Dad, actually, you are. Yeah. Like, I live here. <laughs> you're going to watch the Monster Squad and you're going to enjoy it. Wolfman does have knowledge. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, the conversation on the phone with the new uh, owner of the station is he's asked a question about Ted. Is Ted worth it? Is he worthy? Is he a good person? I like that this guy, this guy is making decisions about who we should hire and fire. Clearly, not watch. Their never show never watched it. anything. Uh, so Lou's just kind of like, anybody want to vouch for uh, Ted? And everybody, or Murray and uh, Mary are both like, no. No. <laughs> but obviously, they still like the guy. Just they don't know about his work uh, that he does. He's like that friend that you know is a piece of shit, but you're like a friend with him. To the point where even he knew. Like, he <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my favorite scene. Um, <laughs> so when Ted walks into the room while they're there and – they say hi, Ted, or Lou says hi, Ted. Yeah. And just the way he said it made Ted like lose his mind. He's like, like, oh, my God. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, started, he started like he needed people to like hold him up. It was so goddamn funny. Just, I mean, also, just, Ted, also, Ted, at this point, Bell Bottoms, Aqua Turtleneck, <laughs> and Tan, tan Jagged just Quite fucking well. killing it. I mean, uh, it was just a great scene all around, like him groveling to keep his job. Yeah. Um, he's. Apparently, it's it's, it's literally Anchorman where everyone around him is no, doing their best yeah. they can to make him advertise job. But it's it's a, you know they like him as a person, but they know that he's just not good yeah. at job. And he's just killing the scene. He's on his knees. Oh Lou! So then uh, the next scene is they're all in the office of the station owner. Well, Ted's not there yet, but it's. Mary, Murray, and Lou were standing there. And the guy's like, I got some bad, you know, I got decisions I got to make. You know, they're tough decisions. And as you say this, Ted comes in. He's got his wife, his son, his daughter, and the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them was a baby, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Ted, this is like an old man at this point, just spitting out babies. Like, uh, good for you, Ted. Yeah. So uh, he's just killing it in this scene, too. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, so I had to uh, take my son to the orthodontist, and then after that, the baby had to go get like flu shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had just take the dog to yeah. the. <laughs> and he's got his wife. He gives his wife lines too. He's like, his wife's yeah, somebody we know too. I don't. I don't exactly remember who she is. I don't know the actress, but she was a uh, like a big part of the show. Um, just from I've seen research. her in other stuff too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her name was Georgette something. Yeah, I looked it up, but I didn't know her. But anyway. Um, Solid work all around by the news team here. 
the station owner is like, okay, here's the deal. He's like, news comes down to two things. He's like, either you got yourself a good anchor and you got a bad, because the ratings were down on the news show. He's like, well, here's why the ratings come down. You either got a good anchor and a bad team behind them, or you got a good team with a bad anchor. He's like, obviously, this is a case uh, where the uh, you got a good anchor and a bad team. So he what? fires the team. And they, Well, they made you think the whole scene they was going to do the opposite. Oh, yeah. They were going to fire Ted. He was, it was being set up to where Ted was going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, by the way, so in the previous scene, when he's in the office with the four of them together, and he's begging them, he's like, look, will you guys, like, back me up? Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, you know, okay, You're like, we'll stand up for it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. kind of a not... They didn't really want to, but... But they, they said they would. Yeah. And, I mean, he was growling on his knees, literally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the next scene, so um, they decided they're going to keep Ted and fire everybody else. And Ted does the right thing and stands up for them, albeit for about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The guy at the owner of the station says, Ted, I wish you'd reconsider. He goes, okay. No. Okay, no. <laughs> he just bets. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> fantastic in the meantime. I mean, it was great. I yeah, him. I knew what was coming. I still laughed hard. Like, yeah. I knew exactly what was coming. Like, he's, he's killing it. Yeah, so <laughs> Mary thinks that she hasn't been fired because the station owner says, you guys are fired. And she's not a guy. So yeah. she's like, it's worth a phone call. I'm like, Mary, bless you. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't Literally embarrass Mary yourself. Mary was like, you're fired. Right? <laughs> so she's like, ah, oh, but that's not, it's going to call. So she calls the station owner. She's like, hey, you said earlier, you know, like I was in the room with the guys. And uh, you said you guys are fired. And she's like, was that including me? And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely, she was included. And he said, oh, she said, oh, especially me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's fired too. Um Good way to kind of tie. I don't like how they they had a tidy into it there, but Lou comes over to Mary's apartment. Um, he says he's bought her a gift. Says close your eyes, and uh, he opens the door while her eyes are closed, and in comes Ronan Phyllis. They're back from their own spinoffs. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> they show up. Uh, they've been spun off at this point, uh, so I don't know how long like when it happens. It's right at a point in the show that they both got their own shows and left this show. But it didn't happen at this point. So I think this is probably the first time all three of them have been together in maybe, I don't know, two, three seasons. Yeah. You can tell it was a big deal at the time. Uh, it didn't mean shit to, to me or you. But they were excited. Uh, also, it looks like she's in a new downtown apartment. The door opened on the opposite side. <laughs> yeah. And it had a different sky, like a background. It definitely looked like uh, it was a high-rise so Rotor and Phyllis uh, still still hate each other. Um, turns out Lars, Rhoda's husband, is dead. Or no, I'm sorry. Lars was Phyllis's husband, who's dead. Phyllis had moved to San Francisco yeah. for some reason. I guess that's the premise of her a lot, spinoff. A lot of Facebook exposition here that uh, we wouldn't, it wouldn't happen in today's world because we just know through yeah, Facebook. You just know, that, uh, you know, yeah, you're connected social yeah. media-wise. Also, earlier, Luz said he bought Mary a gift and – he bought it with petty cash from the from yeah. the newsroom. And I just want to say anyone who takes petty cash, that's a bad person. You should <laughs> never talk to that person again. A fireball offense, if I've heard. No, fuck that place. Good. No, I, I very much approve taking out petty cash. Fuck that place. Sir, for a reason. <laughs> He was false. <laughs> anyway. If I'm in charge, I'm not in charge of petty cash. 
<laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth between Phyllis and Rhoda and how their lives are going and their spinoff shows. And uh, I think at one point Rhoda asked about Lars or whatever, and Phyllis like he's dead. And then Phyllis asked Rhoda about her boyfriend, whatever. I didn't know these were men or dogs yeah. or boy husbands. I didn't really know. But she asked about somebody in Rhoda's yeah. life, and Rhoda's like, "Oh, well, we broke up." And she's like, "Or she's like, we broke up." I thought maybe you heard. And Phyllis like, "Oh, I heard." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so then they have Mary hugs Rhoda, and it's a sentimental moment. And then Phyllis is kind of like, "Can I get in on that?" There's a hug trade off. Yeah. It's clear here that I bet they spent the last couple seasons when all three of them were on the show fighting over who's Mary's, Mary's affection. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff going on here. There's so many funny people in this cast. Yeah, I mean, every person's bad at that. It's like really just like the fucking 27 Yankees here. Like everyone's yeah. a home run hitter. Like yeah. So then we get to the last the last show they have. Uh, <laughs> Ted's uh, Ted's giving his goodbye. Ted's doing the news. He he's standing up. Yeah. Like I don't, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. People, were people Andrew's doing that? Stand. Like was Mike Bush standing up? Like fucking... well, he was uh, delivering sports news. <laughs> <laughs> he never stood. I definitely did not. So, shout, shout to Mike Bush. By the way, Steve Savard off the air now. How? Oh, I mean, how oh. dare they? Yeah. This is treachery. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he's gonna fight Slayton? Like, yeah. did Trump? Did Trump just copy Slayton? Like, maybe. So, so Slayton was good. You can cut all this out. I don't know. But like, oh, we can talk about Slayton. Sl- well, Slayton, Slayton, and uh, Savar were gonna have a, a charity boxing match, and Slayton say do it if Slayton took a or if uh, Savar took a steroid <laughs> test. <laughs> oh, Kevin Slayton! God, what a fucking joke. I mean, I loved. I was entertained by a show because of the outrageousness of it. Yeah, I was when I was like twelve. Yeah, you know, like as you get older, you're like, this guy's just a fucking yeah. moron. Then you find out that he assaulted people so, in the parking lot. So I met this girl online like years ago, whatever. And we're just talking, and she's a hairdresser for one of the old blues enforcers has a hair salon. Uh, Reed Low, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Reed Low's a hair salon. So it's just like I'm like, what happened you day? Where it's like, well, some guy came in the in the hair salon today. And he bumped into one of the other salon people and started dressing her down and calling her a liberal fascist and all this stuff. And she's like, I said to the guy, you're not going to talk to us like that or whatever. But so, and she's like, I'm fighting with this guy, yelling and screaming. Apparently, he's a famous guy. And she's like, have you ever heard of Kevin Slayton? I was like, what? <laughs> of course I've heard of him. That yeah, sounds like everything you I mean, It literally was. When she, after she said, I was like, I. Yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Slayton's been arrested for beating up women multiple times. The last great, great radio station was on was was called uh, Cool Killer Country. Yeah, spelled with K's. Yeah, yeah. Just so we get an idea of the kind of person he is. Uh, don't mess him off the air. Anyway, so Ted says his goodbye, and his goodbye, he's like, and I've got only one thing to say. <laughs> it's a long way to temporary. <laughs> Which I don't know if you out there know what this. I didn't know. Is a reference to. So this song was a nineteen. It was a World War One, basic like it was the the war song from night from World War One, like the nineteen okay fifteen. Wars World have songs, good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> of course. Uh, with Iraq, we had uh, you know Not, Vanilli. Like, yeah, yeah, we have sponsors sponsored this war. Sure. Like a, um, in uh, two thousand one, we had uh, the Backstreet Boys doing their thing. And back in 1919, we had a young Irish gentleman singing "It's a Long Way to Temporary." Mm, okay. When is when is Three Doors Down going to get their war? 
Superman. Superman. Oh, that's Smash Bros. Funny. That's Rob Thomas. <laughs> What's your favorite number band? I gotta say number uh, band. I mean, three eleven by far. I think. Right, right. Uh, I mean, who else? Some forty one. Uh, Twenty one Savage. Eighty two. Ah, Blink One Eighty Two had Blink One Eighty Two had some hits. Like uh, uh, there was a Three Doors Down, Matchbox Twenty, uh, Seven Mary Three. Mm. <laughs> deep cut. Anyway. So, Ted's Goodbye, it's a long way temporary. The song is a World War One like, old war song. Nobody gets, like, the news, the people that he works with, he's dedicating this to, they're like, what? Like, yeah, why yeah, would yeah. that be <laughs> what he dedicated this to? And I don't know, also, the reason I know it is from uh, the Peanuts. Snoopy, whenever he would do the Flying Ace thing where he fought the Red Baron and he would sit on top of his uh, yeah. doghouse, that song would play oh, okay. behind him because it was, like, World War One. Flying Ace. Like gotcha. So that's where I know the song from. So anyway, he says, he quotes lyrics from this song, and everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's very Ted move at this point. Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> so, um, Ted singing the song was just funny, too. Like, yeah. like, like his deep voice. Like, So it's a sad goodbye from everybody. Lou really, I mean, he even tugs on my heartstrings a little bit. You can tell he's like this gruff exterior guy that really cares about the, he even says, he's like, I I deeply care about you people. He says it. Like it's, yeah. It's touching. He cries. Yeah. I think there's cries. been six years of therapy. Yeah, the probably. I mean, because he really does, uh, he opens up and I feel like uh, this was his family at this time. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure his wife and him were no longer uh, a thing. Mm. His wife that he mentions in the pilot. It seems like he's a single guy now. Um, this is his family and he's going to miss them. He really is. And they all, and they all feel the same way. And then they do, I don't know if you remember from one of our previous shows, they do the group hug that turns into a group hug shuffle because they're like, oh, we're going to leave this room. Oh, what other show was it? Say elsewhere. Oh. <laughs> they did the same thing. Yeah, they did do it. So I'm guessing they just ripped this straight off. Because I mean, it's Saint really would have ripped it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like this show has been ripped off a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it literally is the same yeah, yeah. scene, like shot for shot. But it's like, to watch the show, that was one of my takeaways. What people ripped the off oh, the yeah. show quite a bit. And they, and they showed every, every and was, oh yeah, I'm not even hate all the empowering women shows. Like oh, it's this show. Like they do. I mean, it was revolutionary yeah. to the point where I mean, we were going to do Murphy Brown a couple weeks ago, and that show, like a lot of people talked about how it was um, a great woman empowerment show, and I, I know it was. And we'll get to it someday, maybe. Who knows? When they put it on a ever, fucking place that yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> This show is really the one. I mean, this yeah. is the one that really opened up the doors and uh, changed things. Um, but yeah, they do the they do a group hug and everybody's hugging and crying. Um, even Teddy comes in. He's, he's in. Ben, Betty White's in the hug too. Betty White's in there. The whole group and they do a shuffle. They're like, "How are we gonna get out of the room?" And they all just kind of like shuffle uh, yeah. towards the door, which is the same thing they did in Saint Elsewhere. But anyway, uh, then they uh, start singing. The old uh, Long Way to Temporary song. March out of there like there's some kind of army troop. Turn out the lights and that's it for uh, that's it for Mary Tyler Marshall. Um, I mean, not much else to say, really, other than... It was yeah, just, we didn't have a lot to talk about because it was just too good. <laughs> I like, like the parody. Like, it, was, it was really good. Yeah. Still, I mean, plenty of stuff to say. There's a lot of good things. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's a lot funner, I guess, to talk about 
the bad shows, but yeah, you gotta talk. You gotta have. have it's hard to believe that. Up. It's hard to believe that this and the Mentalist are the same medium. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would. I'd rather watch, and I'm probably going to watch. You know, reruns of this. Did you like this more than Desperate Housewives of St. Elsewhere? Yeah, I did. I think yeah, I did because too. honestly, I'm more of that. I. I grew up watching sitcoms. Yeah, sitcoms. Yeah, it's, I think I could write a sitcom right now. But I'm yeah. just sitting here easily and, and maybe even get it on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think but, a lot lately. I talk about this in therapy and stuff, like in classes about how, like, um, when you get around people, you're always trying to be smart than everyone else and use big words. But in, as a therapist, you want to get your information to everyone. Yeah, and like. Uh, this is like such a simple sitcom. And I thought about Sunny Van Halen too. I think about with 80s music. This was like simple stuff, but still like it takes a lot of talent to do it. And it's very direct and it's not pretentious. It's like almost like you spend your 20s and stuff looking for pretentious art to like. Yeah. I but then you go that. back and then it's like, oh, this other stuff's like, like, it's real, okay real to like good too. Yeah. It's okay to like something that's a little bit, you know, <clears throat> not necessarily like low hanging fruit, but. Appeals to a broader audience. Yeah, than, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. than Mulholland Drive or Dave Adventures working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is all good stuff too, but it's it's okay to watch an old episode of The Simpsons every now and yeah, then. Yeah. Just like this is fucking still great. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay to listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Even though. <laughs> well, I mean that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not so good. I don't know. <laughs> What do you say on that like subject? Is it okay to listen to R. Kelly still or no? See, R. Kelly, see, it's up to everyone. If you listen to, if you listen or don't listen, it's not going to like take the pain away from those people. True. Um, R. Kelly to me is like a bridge too far. I was a huge R. Kelly fan, like, um, but I've not. I sincerely have not listened to his music since. Like, yeah. uh, Michael Jackson, though. I mean, I still listen to it sometimes. If it's on the radio, I'm not going to turn it off. I guess, but. I mean, I haven't listened to a radio in 12 <laughs> years, but, but like a lot. So with Eddie Van Halen dying today, a lot of it became about him, the story of him and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen did the solo to beat it. He basically like snuck in there and just did it himself. And then, Hey, you liked it. It's a, it's a great story between two, two musicians who you wouldn't think would know each other. Yeah. Uh, so, but like, I mean, yeah, Michael Jackson just has bangers, man. And I do listen to it sometimes like, uh, but R. Kelly's like, to me, just like I don't know why, but it's just like too disgusting. <laughs> hey, no, I understand. It's it definitely is. It's hard to think about, and but how do you separate the art from the man? It, the, it goes along with a lot of things in society where like we're supposed to make the people in power are never held accountable. We're supposed to make these decisions. It's almost like recycling. They want us to recycle and sift through twenty different trash cans in a public place, but they don't want to do anything that would actually actually stop climate change like you know big structural things it's up to middle class people and working class people to make these decisions and it's like i don't i'm just tired of blaming middle class people and working class people if you want to listen to shit by terrible people that's fine but don't act like they're not terrible people too workers mount up sure that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i guess uh, to try to kind of Guess what happens in the show? I mean, I know what happens in the show. They they continue to do a new show. And they are. You think they did like a a Lou and Mary romance at some point? No, no. Um, I know for a fact that was okay. Well, good. I'm glad. 
Um, I do think that maybe Murray had a thing for Mary. Mm. Uh, I don't know. If I mean, imagine work. Out. Imagine being like work. Mary's like the only exactly. woman in the office, yeah. and, and working with her. I mean, every yeah, and every, I'm sure every guy just had like an enormous yeah. crush on. Sure, I bet their wives at home really loved her. Thought it was great. Um, apparently, one of the uh, big running jokes of the show was how Mary would try to have parties and they never went well. <laughs> All right, so. I'm in on that. Um, that's a Liz, that's a that's a literal Liz Lemon thing, isn't it? I don't know if she ever tried to have any party. She was more of a more of a. Well, they did that party. So they did the one party. I think it's a classic Thirty Rock. When I, was it Liz's party? Oh no, no, oh no, it was Kenneth. Yeah, Kenneth would try to have party. Okay, okay, yeah. Kenneth had parties and they were epic. Like that's right. It was the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kenneth like dressed everyone down. He went yeah. to Jack's office yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you shit in my fucking head. I don't know exactly what that was, but it was just like that. Like, Mr. Lutz, he called me. Yeah. <laughs> Even Jack Donnie showed up all hungover. It was yeah. great. But uh, 30 Rock, you know, fantastic. There's really not a lot to predict what happened because they started at the newsroom, they ended at the newsroom, same cast, yeah. nothing really changed. I think they just did funny shit together. Ted probably, I think Ted became more human as the show went on. Like, he was probably just straight buffoon in the first yeah. few episodes. And then later years, I think he maybe opened up to where they saw the computer inside of them. What other characters have done that? Uh, anyway, I don't know. You got any thoughts to tack on the end here before no, we wrap this up? No, this is a real good show. This Fantastic is. show. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend it. If you've got 44 minutes and you have Hulu, yeah. please spend it watching the first and last episode of this show. And hey, why not watch the rest while you're there? Um, by the way, Mary Tyler Moore or MTM Productions, I will take my five cents on that. <laughs> Uh, they had a little cat. They had, in their, when uh, you'd see an MTM thing, their commercial was a little cat. A little, <laughs> kitty, little, little kitty cat. <laughs> well, that's it this week, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, um, we still love you. <laughs> see you later. My name is Rhoda Morganster. I was born in the Bronx, New York, in December 1941. I've always felt responsible for World War II. The first thing I remember liking that liked me back was food. I had a bad puberty. It lasted 17 years. I'm a high school graduate. I went to art school. My entrance exam was on a book of matches. I decided to move out of the house when I was 24. My mother still refers to this as the time I ran away from home. Eventually, I ran to Minneapolis, where it's cold, and I figured I'd keep better. Now I'm back in Manhattan. New York. This is your last chance.